Hello and welcome to the Future Healthcare Today podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Tierney, and today we're going to take a deep dive into two of the most important parts of the modern healthcare industry, access and adequacy. As the industry continues to evolve to meet the needs of patients, payers, and providers, access and adequacy are becoming more of a top-of-mind issue for the healthcare journey largely in part due to the disbursement of people away from centralized locations during the COVID pandemic, payers and providers are faced with a series of new challenges when attempting to provide both access and adequacy in this new paradigm. Thankfully, both can be provided for thanks to modern technology, as well as some of the latest best practices throughout the healthcare industry. Join me today to better explain just what can be done for providers and payers facing access and adequacy challenges are Jillian Carlisle, Product Management for Strategy and Innovation, and Paul Nance, Senior Product Analyst for Network Analytics, both of Zell's Healthcare. Jillian, Paul, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Kevin. Yes, thank you so much for having us. So we'll go ahead and get started by just defining our terminology. So we'll start with access, and Jillian, I'm going to come to you. How would you define access? So I would define accessibility as a way to measure if a health plan or payers members have access to sufficient care in terms of the type of providers and the quantity of providers that are available to them. And that measurement is often done by time and distance. So how far a member has to go, or how long it's going to take them to get to or access a particular type of provider. And then there's other metrics like how long they have to wait to get an appointment, or if telehealth providers are available, that play into that as well. Right. And uh, Paul, adequacy, how would you define it? So adequacy is like accessibility, but it usually also includes a minimum provider requirement, which establishes the number of providers required to service a particular size beneficiary population. Adequacy tends to be more of a regulatory or compliance concept. It's one thing to have a provider of each type in a particular service area, but if there are a lot of members in that service area, you may need to have more than one provider of each type to really uh, provide an adequate network for that member population. So, Paul, prior to beginning our conversation today, you and I were discussing um, some of the ways that access and adequacy reporting has evolved over the years. If you don't mind, would you share what we discussed with our audience? I really think it was beneficial to understand just how far we've come with accessibility and adequacy reporting. We used to do access by pushing pins into a map on the wall. This was basically how we evaluated the network's ability to meet accessibility for, for the members. Starting in the late 1990s, there started to be some software solutions to the accessibility problem in which providers and member locations could be represented using uh, geographic coordinates and distance could be calculated using the software and uh, report compiled. Over the last couple of decades, the technology has gotten a lot faster, but you know it hasn't really changed all that much. You're still just measuring the distance between providers and members and comparing those to a set of access or adequacy standards. 
and determining the extent to which those standards are met or exceeded. And now what we're starting to see is the integration of some of these access and adequacy analysis into other workflows uh, around network management. So the ability to quickly find and identify providers that could be contracted with to fill access gaps and the ability to quickly evaluate your network's access or adequacy compared to a competitor's access or adequacy. So there's just a lot more flexibility in terms of what can be done, a lot more data that can be brought to the table. And even in some cases, you can now create virtual model network and test the access or adequacy of that virtual model network add or remove providers and retest access or adequacy until you've got exactly the right mix of providers from a cost and quality perspective that also provide sufficient or more than sufficient access to the member population that you're trying to reach. So the technology has improved quite a bit, particularly in terms of the, the ways that access and adequacy analysis can be integrated into broader workflows around network management. Well, so Paul, let's dig deeper into that. I mean, you've kind of already shared that there is a reason for the importance that is placed on both access and adequacy. Um, You and Jillian both expressed that in our little definition section earlier. But let's get into more detail about it. What is the importance of access and adequacy? What is their benefit? Uh, Why is reporting on it something that every network should really take to heart and reach out to people like Zealous to do? So access and adequacy are both ways to measure the extent to which a provider network has providers of the right types in the right locations to serve a particular member population. And whereas access, which focuses on mainly time and distance standards, uh, can be used for a variety of purposes, responding to requests for proposal, for internal benchmarking, uh, for for sales purposes to demonstrate competitiveness. Uh, Adequacy, again, tends to be more of a compliance uh, exercise. So uh, CMS or a state insurance department may require uh, an adequacy analysis as a condition for approving a particular plan uh, for, for a program like Medicare Advantage. And the reason why health plans In addition to the compliance angle, the reason why health plans are interested in making sure that their members have appropriate access to providers in the network is because they're going to have a better uh, care experience if they don't have to go travel too far to access a provider. And because if they're not able to find a, a nearby provider who can meet their needs, they're more likely to use an out of network provider which can be costly for both the member and the health plan. Jillian, uh, your thoughts on the question and on uh, Paul's response? That was spot on. There's the, at a high level, there's the compliance piece of adequacy and accessibility. And then you also have what it's all really about, which is members being able to access care in a reasonable time and hope that that care is in their network to help control costs and that they're not forced to go to an out-of-network provider that can be both really expensive for the plan 
and for the member, um, especially when you have maximum out-of-pockets for families that can be $20,000, $40,000. Really being able to stay in the network is really key. Are there any other key considerations beyond ensuring that people have access and, uh, to adequate in-network services? Um, obviously, those are very important, but you know, going beyond that, what other important uh, considerations are there? There are a lot of things to take into account when selecting an adequacy or accessibility solution. First, you want to think about on the payer side, who will even be using it? Is it for your network team? Um, Again, kind of responding to that compliance piece. Um, Or is it going to be more for your sales team responding to RFPs and trying to go out into the market and show brokers and members that you have the best network and then also is is that user going to be more of a technical person or more of a business person those are really important questions to begin asking and i would add also that you know it kind of depends uh, on what the end purpose of running the analysis is. Is it part of an iterative uh, network build or network optimization process? If so, then an adequacy or accessibility solution needs to be able to produce results fairly quickly. And if it's part of a network build solution, then it would be very helpful if the access or adequacy solution had uh, the ability to show what the competitors in a particular service area, how they stack up from an accessibility or adequacy perspective. And also, whenever you run an accessibility or adequacy analysis, you often find that there are gaps in your network's access or adequacy. And by gaps, I mean, areas in which the members in that area do not currently have appropriate access to certain types of providers. And so in those situations, what you are going to need to do, whether it's just, whether you're just trying to build a a good network for your members or whether you're trying to meet certain compliance requirements for that network, uh, you're going to need to find providers who can fill in those access gaps. And so an access or adequacy solution that offers, um, that makes available uh, information about what providers are practicing in the service area, what providers are contracted with competitor networks, that can be really valuable when it comes to uh, uh, taking action on the results uh, of any analysis related to access or adequacy. So, Jillian, earlier we were discussing how the system used to be for tracking access and adequacy, colored push pins with, you know, yarn between them to track distances and number of specialties in an area. You and I have talked at length about some of the Zealous tools that are out there. Um, I would love for you just to go into a little more detail about the Zealous tools, how they apply, what, you know, networks can expect from them, and perhaps most importantly, you know, how they evolved to keep up with the needs of the networks for today. So from push pins on maps to running accessibility and adequacy for a single network, um, the Zealous tool also enables our users to run access and adequacy on 
multiple networks at once. Um, we found that being able to meet the standards for compliance are kind of the bare minimum when it comes to making sure you have a sufficient network. And so being able to go that next step and make sure that your network is not only sufficient, but provides competitive access to providers in the market is really, really key, especially when it comes to showing that a network is strong in a sales um, opportunity or showing brokers that your network and members that your network is not just compliant, but it's competitive and a really strong network that will provide members not just the bare minimum of access, but where they'll actually have some choice um, in choosing their providers. The, the Zealous tool goes that next step and allows you to do multiple analyses at once. And so, Paul, uh, you know, what do you see as Zealous's role in this whole situation, kind of building off what Jillian just said there? As far as what Zealous can offer in this area, um, we do offer an accessibility solution and we offer an adequacy solution, both flexible, um, but also has a built-in functionality for Medicare Advantage and other uh, lines of business for which there are common compliance requirements that need to be met. And we have a competitive analysis platform that includes a network build and optimization uh, module, which has access and adequacy integrated into it. Now all that can be done in a single platform with a single workflow. So lots of new developments in this space that help make the job of the network manager much easier, in addition to the other functions that accessibility and adequacy are uh, sometimes used for. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here today. Jillian, Paul, thank you again for joining us. As always, your insights into access and adequacy, as well as just broadly the best practices of the healthcare industry, have been incredibly interesting and I'm sure useful for our listeners looking to bolster their business and to find better ways to go about doing their day-to-day jobs. So thank you both. I'll look forward to our next conversation. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners. To learn more about the best practices, lessons learned, and proven strategies for using innovative technologies to address the healthcare industry's most pressing challenges, please visit futurehealthcaretoday.com. I've been your host, Kevin Tierney, and until we talk again, so long.